business cards. Business cards. So I um, am impressed that business cards still carry currency in today's world. Me too. And and, and, and it's become a, almost a joke, like, oh, look, blah, 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 we have business cards in the modern age. And yet, they're still a thing. They're still very 100% much a thing. 100% a thing in... Yeah. Um, um, you know, in all kinds of meetings. Yeah, and and the American Psycho uh, Christian Bale character, right? Uh, where he just Obsessing really obsesses over his business card. Yeah, uh, it's still a really astute observation of the role of business cards in it's, it's the imagination of, yeah. uh, of of business. We Ameri- were we were talking with um, some of the designers in our marketing department, um, and I happened to see. The business card. She, you know, one of the, one of the um, designers who's been here for for a while now. She's one of the senior designers. Um, she has a really nice business card. It's really heavy. It's really well done. It's got this letter. Pr- it's it's a it's an almost over the top, but like in a well done way kind mm-hmm. of business card. Um, and I saw it and recognized it because I remembered it from when we interviewed her. You know, a year or whatever ago. And I said, Oh yeah, that's such a nice card. Um, and she said, yeah, I got these done, you know, a long time ago. It was one of these kind of like, yeah, I just kind of have these lying around. I haven't really had a, much of a need for them. They're just personal business cards. But as you might imagine, as a designer, a business card is actually a really good opportunity to kind of demonstrate your skill set. And I was reflecting on the on the fact that, yes, she's a good designer. She had a good portfolio. But a not insignificant component of why we hired her was the first impression created by that business card. Mm. Like, if I, if I imagine holding everything else steady... And instead, she has either no business card or or a not very good one. The chances that we hire her drop a noticeable amount. Hmm. And on the other hand, like she provides this business card, and I remember in the conversation, I was it was something like, "Well, she has a good portfolio. She seems to have a good personality. Um, would be a good fit." All the things you'd say about a candidate before you're trying to like say yes to that candidate. And part of that was, and look at this card. It's like if you, yeah. and it really is like, oh, if you put in the care and the effort and to, to produce the, you know, they, they, they cost a certain amount each. So there's a monetary cost, but there's also like, you could, you could literally design this thing. It's mm. like, it's a card. It's a card. But I was reflecting on this idea of like, yeah, if you want to get a job in any kind of creative profession, spend the money on an amazing business card. Yeah. Like it actually is worth the trouble yeah. to do that. I'd actually like to see a documentary on business cards uh, over the, over I'm the years. I'm surprised that doesn't exist. I'm sure, maybe there There's is. There's a documentary on, you know, the Helvetica typeface, but right. not business cards. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if you've seen uh, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Nope. Uh, doesn't matter. I'm sure it's great. It's great. It's, it is really great. The season uh, I will add great. that to the long list of things that I'm sure are great. Sure. Um, uh, I haven't seen season two yet, so I can't speak for that. But the, there's a this is my not caring face. I know, but there's a there's a, um, a one of the characters is a trying to be the manager of this woman who's trying to become a comedian, and uh, this takes place in the fifties in New York, and she uh, feels like in order to be a true manager, she needs to have a business card, okay. and she goes out and she gets uh, borrows a friend's typewriter, and she's actually typing hand typing hand typing the business card because she also need, didn't have a phone number herself. She didn't oh, have a phone herself. Okay. She had some and she finally like paid to have a phone that was a big deal right and then so she had put could type out a business card and she typed out like 16 of these and then mm-hmm. she handed them to a couple people and then she took one away from one of the people because he wasn't important enough right. to have it or he offended taking my card and because she finds them so valuable right so it'd be really interesting to see uh to i, th- I think there is a there, there should be a documentary about like the the hold that business cards have on the psyche of uh of the worker in 
<laughs> contemporary capitalism. Oh, that's and interesting. And look, tracing the history of it. Like when yeah. when was the first business card, and you know what 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 function did they have? And also business cards across cultures. I mean, right. you, you know, we know about uh, in Asian cultures when you meet somebody, you, you, there's a right. whole process that's around. A, there's a ritual. You really have to hold the take the business card from two hand with two hands and really stop and look at it mm-hmm. and you know examine it and really lick acknowledge it. it. <laughs> you don't lick it. Uh, you don't don't lick it. Um, do they have a scratch and sniff on the back of it? <laughs> I, I think it, it it just so much of you know we we've talked uh, not on the, this the, not on this podcast but we talked about uh, like the business card problem like people oh like, yeah right so that's the that's the flip side of this right which is that you know th- well what I call the business card problem which is that if you you know you want to start a business. Starting a business is hard, so instead of doing the work of starting the business, you instead obsess about the business cards. Yeah. You don't need business cards yet. What are you talking about? Right, right. Instead of like saying, okay, who are my customers? Right. What's my product? What's yeah. my distribution channel? How do I What's sell this What's my cost thing? basis? What's the yeah. business uh, pr- proposition? You you say, okay, wait, we need to create business cards, yeah. and that's what's going to solve What font them. should it be? Yeah. Um, but the people obsess over it because it's such a representation of your identity. Yeah. Right? And and it's... it's it, it's a totem. It almost has magic powers. It does have magic powers. Yeah. And and it when it gets when it's done wrong, it, it's such a blow um, mm. to some people. And you know, some, when people get a promotion, the first thing they want to do is get new business cards. Right. Um, and I, I mean, there's a company that uh, was part of uh, years ago had uh, they're trying to be innovative and different, or a different kind of companies. So they had a business card that actually uh, had a fold. Were you were you here for that? Where you opened it up, mm-hmm. and and then so you could set it on the table, mm-hmm. and it could just stand on its own. It was and it was like uh, die cut, and yep. um, the <laughs> the joke was that the um, the printer <laughs> was told give me one with everything. <laughs> it's like it's like if you um you know it's like the the it's the equivalent of like uh the supreme pizza yeah it's like it's like literally all the toppings and they're like are you sh- are you sure about that just yeah. want to double check that you literally want all the features we can do and they're like yeah we want all the all, features all the we features. want a full bleed we want print on the edges we want a die cut we want a fold <laughs> it's like until I've, I've never and i've i've I, I just happen to go to a lot of conferences over the years, and, and I've received hundreds. I mean, I'm sorry. I've received thousands and thousands of business cards. I've never seen a business card that has a fold over like this. No, of course Ex- not. And it was like, oh, yeah, but we're going to be different and innovative. And, and people are like, there's universal backlash. Of course. Uh, especially among like external-facing people, sales right. people who are like, we're getting laughed at with these business cards. Yeah, are you it's kidding me? It's a representation. It might as well be a business card the size of a bathtub. Like, it's not a business card anymore. Yeah. It stopped being a business card. It became this other thing. It became a uh, leave-behind but it's the, it's not a business card. Right. But my whole point of saying that it, the story is that how much the word you use magic and, yeah. and the, this, the, the people that the business cards hold and because you feel like it's a physical representation of your professional identity and so that wraps up so much into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet there's such a pain too because <laughs> you know like they, my my favorite thing is uh, when I'm at a conference or a networking event or something uh, where. Uh, I forget my business card mm-hmm. uh, or business cards, and usually I don't care because I don't care. Don't care. Uh, and but when somebody, when I meet somebody who doesn't have a business card, but they want to get in touch with me, and I do have a business card, I give them a business card, and I'm happy to give them my business card because now the follow up is in their mm-hmm. the ball's in their court, which is great because I didn't, I wasn't going to follow up anyway. Right. So you can give what me- I what I've done, I've done this multiple times. You meet somebody. 
I don't have business cards on me. Like it's very like I, maybe it's a meeting. An outside person comes to the office and like we're meeting on some other floor, and I just didn't bring cards with me. It just didn't occur to me to bring a card. So I'll take one of their cards. They're giving me a card of theirs, right? I'll take one of their cards and I'll write my stuff on it and give it back to them. Mm. So it's like here you go. It's you can get in touch with me. I, I'm happy to give you my email because I don't want it to be on me hmm. for that exact same reason. It's like if you want to get in touch with me, that's fine. Um, but let me use your card. <laughs> it's like, That's I don't, funny. I don't yeah. need to give you my business card. This is not a formal thing. Right. And yeah. I do know some people, I, I, I don't have a good processes or habits around business cards too. I know some people that when they get it, then they write down a few right. notes they, on, and, and, you scan know, it. and scan it. That or feels they, like the sort of thing that is um, important for somebody who's, you know, in a sales role or yeah. deliberately trying to meet as many people as possible. Yeah. And uh, there's a book I read, couple years ago i forget the name of it the title of it but uh there's a talked about hollywood in the 50s and there's a character who is an agent for a movie studio or some kind of you know like relatively junior person or but important person for a movie studio in whatever some time period and his thing would be if he would give you his business card and sign it on the back of it Mm -hmm. and that would be like if you had done a favor for him that would be your way to check in or cash in on that favor later oh interesting or, you know, some, some, like, right so, so it's, it's as if it, it was it was as if he had given you a uh, bearer bond yeah yes yeah it, the bearer of this business card with that sign like this is entitled to a meeting with right. me or is entitled to a right a special request or something and then it, it came and then it, decades later it actually came back up and so oh, that, that, that was something i thought was like really interesting and powerful yeah this this, this notion um, and because it is this physical manifestation of your professional identity, yeah. and that's such a powerful thing. No, so here's one. There's a lot of information on business cards these days, yeah, and a lot of it is not necessary. So we've had we've actually had that conversation recently about like what is necessary, and have successfully lobbied to cut some content uh, in terms of you know what what really has to be on a card. So for example, does your Twitter handle need to be on your business card? Don't come at me. Yeah. Does your uh, Instagram need to be on there? It depends. On what? If you're a, if you're an influencer on Instagram? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Unless your title. What's the most pretentious title you've ever seen on a business card? I've got one in mind. but um, Is it mine? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I once met the head of uh, Ben & Jerry's. Okay. And this is 10 years ago, maybe. That, uh, who He was the CEO but he was chief enthusiasm officer. Oh, okay. Right. And then, but then there's somebody like another thing like that that was, and he was the CEO. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of um, <laughs> choices like that. Yeah. What, what are we doing? When has any, um, the only time I can think of when something like that has ever made an actual difference was like Yahoo in putting a um, exclamation point after their name in the late 90s. In the late 90s, that that made that was like a new thing. It was like, oh, well, yeah. we're going to take corporate America and it's going to be unusual, right? Or it's like, um, what's the thing that Google did? I, well, I forget. Whatever. The first round of like internet companies um, doing unorthodox things. Well, what about uh, Jeb Bush and his presidential campaign in 2016 when he was Jeb? Jeb. Please clap. The most pretentious title I've ever seen was a guy who, um, you know, 
tried his best to talk a big game, but it was pretty clear that he was mostly unemployed. He was just a, kind of like a freelance designer who wanted more, mm-hmm. uh, who had a business card that said creator. Oh. That's, the, that's the exact sound my brain made oh. when I received his card. Do, do you think... I would love to see a compilation of video reactions... <laughs> Of everyone who's ever received his business card, right. I want to see a zoom you in. You want to see a supercut? I want to see a supercut of a zoom in of just maybe their eyes when <laughs> they when they, when their eyes look at his card inside. And, and then and look at their, his card, read the word creator as his title, and then just process it, <laughs> like, and then look back up at him. The calls and, are coming from inside the house. Yeah, <laughs> it's the best. Good. It's the best one. Another title I think I was a chief everything officer oh so these are all plays on ceo yeah so these are ceos of corporations who well one of whom was a corporation the others are these are all like kind of small consulting shops or small things you know they're the ceo of a one-man shop kind of yeah yeah but the point is you're the ceo or whatever and instead of just being the ceo you're going to take this opportunity to be to, to to have fun with it yeah i would say the ben and jerry's one makes sense because ben and jerry's their corporate culture is this sort of um uh, you know, stick it to the man, hippie culture. And so it makes sense to then skewer um, corporate structure and be like, oh, I'm not the CEO. I'm the chief enthusiasm officer. I'm like, yep, you're Ben and Jerry's. That makes sense. Yeah, that's it's, it, it's relatively on brand, right? The, exactly. It's consistent with who, you know, talking about identity, it's consistent with the identity of Ben and Jerry's. Um, <clears throat> but if you're a consulting shop that I've never heard of uh, and you're the chief engagement officer because you're like selling marketing services Mm -hmm. it's like well (laughs) yeah well okay and then what about um uh the word ninja unless Mm. you practice martial arts as a as a as a professional that that has peaked. that has that has long peaked yeah do we have now the backlash to the backlash or i mean is, is ninja I, don't, I don't know that we're in backlash to backlash territory but i feel like it's fallen out of favor ninja okay. and rockstar were the two sort of um you know this, uh, to me this is this this is a, this is second wave um uh, corporate counterculture. So yeah. the first wave was the Yahoo and the Google, where it's like, oh, these these young kids making billions of dollars, where you know, where they're wearing sneakers and hoodies, yeah. right? So that was round one. And then, uh, by the way, that's, the, that's that's that reminds me of uh, Marge Simpson uh, going to like a TGI Friday style thing mm-hmm. restaurant. And that was like, you <laughs> right. know, but corporate, and she was like, uh, like an alligator inside? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Or, uh, or like a license plate inside? Yeah. Now I've seen everything. Now I've seen everything. Yeah. It's the, right. And so first wave uh, was the original dot-com boom and bust. Second wave was like 2005, um, you know, f- basically the rise of Facebook and, and and associated companies, Facebook, YouTube, um, you know, MySpace to some degree. And that was like, uh, and that started to be... Um, move fast, break things, move hacker fast, break culture. Things, exactly. And it starts to be kind of the hacker culture. Yeah. And that is like, um, and then like, you know, Ruby on Rails, uh, and, and you start to have Ninja and Rockstar, right? And so that's kind of like, this is when nerd culture becomes mainstream. And so calling things ninjas and rock stars used to be like nerd, but then it became kind of cool, right? Yeah. Uh, and then I feel like after the financial crisis, and then you had the, the sort of boom cycle since 
post-financial crisis, the Obama years, the boom cycle, the Obama boom cycle, uh, has been more um, companies that commoditize the hipster aesthetic. Mm. So this is where like Squarespace templates mm-hmm. and um, the ads on the subway for the you know artisanal ship by mail fill in the blank. Yeah, the direct to consumer, direct to consumer, whatever new brands but for clothing. They all look the and same. For, yeah, the the branding and it's not a bad branding, but it's like it's like the the joke I made about um, you know I get all these hipster clothing catalogs and every single one of them is a really well done photo of somebody in a natural setting you know in you know the middle of Ecuador or whatever uh, on a horse or at a campfire or something with white text on the front and it's all called something like you know fiddler and roof or whatever and it's <laughs> it's you know it's just two names. Oh. The point is that there is a there is a commoditized design language that again it's good but design you know design has won and it's like yeah but to the point where there's the new normal right what used to be it's a, like table stakes it's table stakes now and it's actually and and to the credit of um services like squarespace that hired good designers and have commod- successfully commoditized successfully we all benefit from the aesthetic qualities of these things but it's a little samey and there's nothing wrong with that it's just it's all a little samey uh and so corporations learned how to take the competitive advantage of sort of design aware hip uh efficient companies and then include it as table stakes once uh charles schwab starts recruiting ninjas and rock stars it's over right we're at we're at peak peak ninja oh i would argue that we were at peak ninja in, uh, in 2000, 2012 yeah since then it's been five or six years of like what, this isn't cool anymore have you heard like or the titles to like the head of unmarketing oh right and then and i actually how do you feel though about the instead of customer service customer success which has been a big uh big transition in the space in the space and in, in, in just in general yeah what why don't i like that um i think because most customer service, like there's a whole trend toward um, the kind of the, like you having companies have um, a higher purpose or a bigger mission, but it's manufactured. So for example, um, Casper wants to, uh, instead of just making mattresses, they want to be a sleep company, right? They're, they're, right. A, they're a sleep company. Um, I'm trying to think of other examples where it's like, you're not, you don't just produce something, you, you know, you're, you're a big human value company. And it's like, right. To the degree that that Parker doesn't sell glasses, they sell vision. Right. This idea of having a higher purpose for a corporation to the degree that it helps you make better products and literally like actually deliver better products and services to customers. Great. As a consumer, I appreciate that. But to the degree that it's, um, sort of trying to provide a halo to, to your company as if you're better than you are it's to me that's a cynical move and mm. it's and it's it's become sort of like a common practice to do that what you mean facebook isn't about connecting right humanity that's a, a, as right. opposed to uh, an, a giant database yeah it's for an advertising company yeah. right and it's like okay just just be who you are yeah and uh this is why um you know it's easier for so for example it's easier for me to trust apple because they're upfront about the deal. It's like we make we're gonna, really expensive. We're going to overcharge yeah, you. We make really expensive, really nice stuff. You're welcome to buy it. Yeah. Please buy it. Um, and we're going to tell you all these stories about how people use it, and it makes people's lives better. But we're just here to sell you stuff. So I went to a Catholic high school growing up, and uh, the motto of the high school was "Be who you are, and be that well." 
Okay. And I actually really like that yeah, motto. Yeah, no, that's good. Right? That's a good you motto. Know, uh, I, I didn't like a lot of things about the high school, but <laughs> I like that motto. Yeah. And, and I think something, something you were just saying just, just really triggered it for me. Like, like, if you're Apple, be Apple and be that well. Right. If you're Facebook, lean into it and be that well. Right. Just, uh, just admit... Admit who you are. Be, be authentic about who you are. Uh, yes. And I think one of the frustrations that I have with a lot of companies, with a lot of brands. And titles. And like, titles. Like Ninja and Rockstar. Like, and Ninjas and Rockstars and, and uh, creators yes. uh, and all that and business cards in general is when you're trying to obfuscate who you are. Right. And that's why I don't have a problem with the Ben and Jerry's because he's a CEO of a goofy company. So yeah. when he says chief enthusiasm officer, that's a that's a authentic representation of who he is. That's what it really right. is. Are you attempting to mislead? Yeah, be and who I, you I, are I get, and be that well. Get, I get be the that best version a, of yourself. There is a um, there is a spectrum from you know influencing or persuading or um, you know trying to create a reality versus misleading i know there's there there's a gray area there right it's like you, you want you, if there's a fake it till you make it element to, to 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 what everyone does sure but a lot of what I, we react to i or at least what, that i react to is this idea that like you're not even attempting to be honest right and i think that's what is you know we, we talked uh we were talking earlier today uh not on the podcast but about uh that that book uh, on bullshit right mm, and this right. notion of the difference between a bullshitter and a liar is a liar actually has some relationship to the truth right right and that that they that, that they're the, contradicting it she acknowledges the truth and she acknowledges that she is just you know in in opposition to it right, right? whereas a, a bullshitter is actually more dangerous because they are trying to bend and 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 fog uh, and blur the lines of what is truth the, and what is not. But it's it's right the the, the even the, the very existence of truth. The, yes, exactly. And trying to uh, kind of just confuse everybody. Right. Uh, and I feel like that's what <laughs> the branding can do. That's what marketing can do. Obviously, yeah, that's and what, that's it, what the wrong business lying, card can do. It's that you're bullshitting. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's 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 the amount of. Um, it's sort of like a buzzword arm, buzzwords arms race, right? And I, I'd almost rather you give me a fake title that you've complete <laughs> right. that's a, that you know claim is fake. to be the senior VP of sales yes. when you're not, right? Versus be the chief innovation officer, which doesn't mean anything, right? That's a made up thing, yeah. Like what? I don't even know how to. T that's a bullshit title versus a, a false title, right? I don't. I, I'd I'd rather err on the the, the side of represent who you are and what you're doing and 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 represent that fairly accurately and honestly now maybe slightly more ambitiously maybe mm -hmm. slightly more aspirationally i'm okay with that to an extent but uh don't don't it just it's just so frustrating to have to don't make me go through now the mental gymnastics and the analysis to see like wait what does this person actually really do and how why should I have their business card and why should I ever be in touch with them again uh, in order to, you know, uh, figure out <laughs> what they do and how right. we might work together the, or why I might not need to be in touch with them? I'm, I'm, I'm going back and thinking uh, of all the freelancers, third parties, agencies, and so on that I have enjoyed working with in this role and other roles throughout the past, let's say, decade. Um, and the people across lots of different disciplines, the people I have enjoyed working with best um, are very straightforward about what they do. 
yeah. and they're good at it, whatever the thing is. Right. Um, and sort of, and generally unpretentious about it, right? It's like, I'm a writer, I'm a designer, I'm a filmmaker. Um, even if it's something kind of complicated, like we do motion graphics for, um, you know, for, for ad campaigns, which to some people that might just be a blur of buzzwords, but that's a, that means something. Um, it's not a made up title. It's like, it's just like, and, and they're just like, here's the thing we do and we're good at it. It's descriptive. It's descriptive. And it, and it's like, you know, if, if you have a need for whatever this is, we do that. Um, and then you work with them and they do good work and you do good work and, and that's it. It's like you actually can follow through on it. And I feel like a lot of people are attempting to use the bullshit of the, um, of the title or whatever the thing is on your business card or the card itself. Like here's a card to take the place of, instead of it being just a, an intro, like a, like a good first impression right. to take the place of the actual work. Right. It's the totem as you said. Yeah. It's yeah like, you're it's you're like confusing the map spell. for the territory. Yeah. It's the, you know, it's the business card problem. It's like, instead of building a business, you think the business card is the business. It's like, no, no, no that's just a representation. Yeah. You can't, you can't go to, you can't go take a tour of the map. The map is a representation of of the real place and so in this case it's like it's great that a good business card can make a good first impression right but there needs to be the actual rest if, of the if thing if you can't follow through it's just it's all sizzled no steak yeah next topic <laughs>